Hello, everyone. This is SBO Perspectives, and I am Jack Mitchell here along with the esteemed John Bricado. Yes, and it's summer 2022. We're in August now. We're moving along. I tell you, this happens every year, John. We get through the summer, now it's halfway over. Next thing you know, it's over. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> The fact that it's August already, it's killing me. It's all fully in. So we we decided, you know, to kind of continue with our pace of every week, bringing something, but giving more perspectives. Listen to what the the listeners are saying as far as hearing more real life experiences. And so with that, John is going to introduce a special guest we had today. Yeah, as Jack said, we're really trying to lean into the feedback that we've received from our listenership and focus more so not on the technical stuff lately, but more so the human experience and how people have gotten into the field and have really, have how they've piqued their interest. And today we have just that. We have Rose Ludricks. She's currently in the private sector working at Goldman Sachs. And she recently completed her school district business leader certification. And for those not in New York, is a required certification for becoming a certified school business official. And she kind of goes through her experience as an intern. She's she's interned down on, in Long Island and Oceanside School District and takes us through kind of her journey, where she is now and kind of where she sees herself in the future. And I think it's really enlightening because she does speak and I won't spoil it too much, but speak to the difficulties of really trying to get into your first business official job. And I, th- I think that was a really great conversation and really nice perspective Excellent. that, you know, I think we've, Jack, you and I have been hearing time and again, people who are trying to get into this field, that there's such a perceived barrier to entry, but, you know, we need school districts to kind of meet us halfway and let people into the, into the field that may not have been in the seat before. But, you know, before I ramble too much, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Rose and here's our interview with Rose Ludwig. Today on the podcast, we have Rose Ludrick. She's the vice president at Goldman Sachs, working as an investment officer in private wealth management. Prior to restarting her career in this field, she's completed her SDBL certification through LIU Post, where she completed an internship at Oceanside School District. Rose, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. This is awesome, Rose. I got to tell you, a couple things stand out when John introduced you. The first is... Oceanside, great, great place. Love, love the town. And then also, I want to say LIU Post, a fellow alum. It's always good to hear, you know, from that. So thank you. Great, great. So again, you know, as we say, welcome you on. We thank you so much for taking the time. We we wanted to do an episode like this because our industry has changed so much. And just to give a little backdrop, John and I, we sit on the ASBO New York board uh, for the state. And long story short, we have many, many different initiatives and charges we do. One is really getting the awareness, right, around a profession. And and so we wanted to talk to an intern, if you will, one up and coming SBO who could provide a different different perspective. Really, that's what our purpose of our podcast is. So, and just kicking it off here, you know, again, these jobs aren't really known to many. From your perspective, or I should say, what attracted you the most rose to the SBO world? So in all fairness, I didn't really know what a school business official was prior to starting the program. And I had a good friend who was a superintendent in one of the districts and having a background in finance and knowing that I wanted to be back in the workforce. He said, I think this is something you should look into. And I did. And at the time I was, I was working at a not-for-profit for a firm that gave 
special services to kids in school districts. So there was some connection with services they were providing and my background in finance, and I kind of wanted to marry the two. So I felt learning a little bit more about the position of, of an SBO, uh, mm-hmm. you know, became very interesting to me. Awesome. It, it's, it's great to hear. And, you know, I don't know that we know of anybody outside of maybe a couple, Jack, that really knew that school business officials existed and that that was going to be their career. I mean, certainly myself had no idea and just kind of fell into the role, which seems to be kind of the the norm. So that being said, can you tell us a little bit about your journey so far, what you may have discovered and what has really piqued your interest and maybe some things you didn't realize are kind of part of the profession? Yeah. So, so far, you know, being a part of the program, I've really come to learn in many ways how small the universe is, how many of school business officials know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Long Island has you know the different counties and all, but everyone seems to know each other. So it is a small world in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting because I came from a position of not having worked in education. So it was interesting to me, at least in, in the world that, that I was introduced to, how many people apply for these certifications that are already in a school district and maybe don't don't have the same kind of finance background that I do. So that was always interesting. And then just coming to learn all the strengths needed for a role as a school business official and why having a background in education is really helpful for the role. You know, even though I don't have one, but I can understand why it's attractive to have that of being able, you know, to encompass all parts of it. So and so, and so where are you kind of in your process now with getting the SDBL and interning and all of that? So what, what, what are, where are you now and kind of what are your next steps as you see it? So I completed the certification program. I did take the exam. So I am officially certified through the state. And at the time that I was pursuing opportunities in school districts, I will say, I mean, one of the most challenging things for me is because I didn't work in a school district, it was not easy. It was easy getting interviews, but it wasn't easy progressing in them. Yeah. Uh, I felt no one really wanted to take a chance on someone who hadn't been in a school before. So, so that was challenging and a little, for me, a little frustrating, but nevertheless, still making those relationships. So for me, coincidentally, at around that time, I was also offered an opportunity to interview and ultimately received a position back in my old world of wealth management. So at this point, I'm pursuing that, not to say that I wouldn't consider, you know, the education field again, but at this point I'm doing that. I'm working for the private sector again. Yeah. You know, I have to add here, Rosa, it's a very tricky balance. I too came from the finance world. I had, you know, a background. I worked at Merrill Lynch for a couple of years and JP Morgan and H2C. And I got to tell you that, you know, it's hard, especially, well, you did the biggest step, right? Is, is working toward the certification. Because in the balancing act of interning is, is extremely difficult because, you know, you manage that time as far as still having a day job, right? And, and generating income for your family and such. But but what I want to add here for you is, is you know, going back and forth, it's, it's normal. I think that you have a great background. You want to talk to folks. And we had an episode last year about networking. I think that's really paramount here. You know, when it comes down to it, it, it works in any industry. It's who you know. And and really, like you said, understanding the universe, how small, getting the word out, you know, you'll get that, that type of exposure. And, you know, I guess 
are there any routines maybe that you've established? And, you know, we received obviously word of you through, through a, a colleague of ours, right? And just, we were curious because we want other interns to see a path for direction they need to go. With your mentor, did you find it like, you know, different things you learned throughout the process that could be helpful to, for others to know? Yeah, so I have a few things I think I, I want to address there. One thing is it was almost a privilege being able to do both my certification program and my internship during the pandemic, where some things were, most things were remote, including board meetings. So because of that, I was able to, quote, attend board meetings mm -hmm. for almost every district on Long Island at any point without needing to worry about the logistics of maybe going further out east because I, I live more west in Nassau County. So doing that, I thought was just an incredible learning opportunity for me. I really, it opened my eyes a lot as to how different districts structure their budgets, what the different focuses are, the the community, the different involvement, non-involvement, interests. I learned a whole lot doing that. And I would highly recommend to anyone pursuing this to do that, to, to open up your world and, and look at different districts and really learn about it that way. And then having the privilege of interning at Oceanside, I mean, boy, did I hit the jackpot there because there are incredibly bright people in that business office. And I... I learned so much and a big part of that was, you know, asking the questions, not being afraid to do that. And then, you know, just having, having Jarrell be truly so patient and so kind with his time and including me and Dr. Harrington also including me in meetings, whether it be with parents, internal meetings, you know, things behind the scenes that go on that you really would have no idea unless you were in that business office and learning on the go kind of doing that is way, you know, there's no substitute for that. It takes place, takes precedence over anything you can learn in a classroom is just doing it hands-on that way. And I feel very fortunate. I can't speak for other people's experience, but I had just a terrific mentor who I still keep in touch with, who I still am learning a lot from. I'll read something and I'll, I'll ask him about it. And awesome. immediately he knows the answer. He'll explain it. He takes his time. Uh, I can't, say enough about how important mm -hmm. it is to have a great mentor for your internship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, it's, it's critically important because that that's the person you're essentially learning your skills to then parlay into your own career. And you know, you you make a good point and I've heard this time and again where many districts aren't really willing to take a risk on somebody who hasn't been a sitting business official before, but I see it starting to trend away from that as the profession gets more and more challenging to fill those vacancies. So you know, I, I think if as time goes on and, and the, the talent is waning, you're going to see more districts kind of change their mindset. And, it, you know, every mm -hmm. district I know that has taken that chance on somebody who hasn't been a sitting business official before has, has actually worked out really well. You know, there there is something to be said by maybe not bringing in, you know, I don't want to say bad habits, but just things that have been done for so long and maybe they need a fresh set of eyes on, on things. You, you bring up a really good point and you're not alone. I know a few people that have 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 and are struggling to to find that work. So you you did speak to the importance of of such a strong mentor, but how do you think that kind of molds your understanding of the profession and and how does that kind of introduce you to maybe becoming a business official? How does that mentor play that key piece for you? 
Well, the mentor, there's different parts of it. I think one of it is just making the introductions to other people. And that's super important. Just making those connections, the networking, the communication, introducing yourself. And I think the mentor, part of that role, at least in my, you know, with me, it allowed me to kind of branch out and just, you know, so that if I did have an interview later on, or I did read about something and I had heard a name, or someone I was introduced to, I could reference that again. So that was a big part of that, even within the district itself, just the introductions to the different administrators there and and allowing me to sit down with them and learning what they do. And then just the technical stuff itself, the mentor, having a strong mentor who can explain the incredibly complex way that New York State comes about with calculations and rationale and the history of it, you know, having a strong mentor who can, who can tell you that and not, it's not something you're going to really read in a book. It's about the experience that that mentor has had him or herself and, and how they've applied that. And then the real life situations, I can't tell you how many times we'd be talking about something that I was learning. And then there'd be a real life situation that he could refer to and say, this happened and you know they're always unique so that on the job training truly is priceless and essential for for this role that's great you know and that kind of segued into the the next question as we get come to close here you know in order to be successful there are different there's so many different elements here they come into play you know the your learning curve right how do you pick up that quickly who do you know in your circle to maybe give you that opportunity, right? Or the introductions that you receive, you know, is there anything, I guess, talking to us that maybe you don't know or like to know? Because I can tell you that, you know, we we, we did it like this because, you know, we've had interns before, but we wanted a, a perspective from an intern, you know, hasn't been part of our, our, our circle. And so hearing from you was a fresh perspective, but, you know, really we want to kind of help others who are listening, right, as well in your position. So is there anything that maybe you can say to yourself that you don't know or would like to know? And and we, you know, John and I, we kind of interject. Yeah, so one of the things that I think was a little confusing to me was the difference between, you know, going through the certification process and obtaining that certification versus like the civil service exams, because there were business manager civil service exams that I took. And it seemed a little inconsistent with how districts go about hiring and what they look at. And, and I'm kind of wondering from your point of view, if there are any pros and cons to doing one over the other, doing both and kind of what the difference are. Yeah, I, I can jump in here. And I think part of that is some of the work that we're doing at the, the board level, because it is a little confusing, because you see so many different titles, but really it boils down to either you take the civil service path, or you take the certified path. I mean, you could do both in theory, but when we do our annual survey, we being ASBO New York, we survey both on certification level, pay, location, all this demographic data. And what we're seeing is that those that take the certified path and get their school district business leader certification tend to make a higher salary. There's more to it in terms of the education, and there's also more of an expectation on the district's part from that candidate. So we're seeing that the certified route does seem to pay a little bit more, but there are oftentimes higher expectations, and you'll see assistant superintendent titles and things like that, where conversely on the civil service route, 
you take a civil service exam, there are basic competencies that you need. I believe Jack, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. It's you know a bachelor's degree in some kind of related field, and you have to pass mm-hmm. the civil service exam. But I'm seeing more and more districts trend towards the certified route because they're getting a larger pool of candidates that not are necessarily more qualified, but you know, have a master's degree at least and know that they have an MBA and certain credentials. So you can definitely take both paths, but I'm seeing that too, where it's just, it's kind of unclear and it's really challenging to know which one to go for. Usually I I see smaller rural districts are doing the business manager, which is typically the civil service route. Larger districts are going the certified route with like an assistant superintendent or business administrator. That's a little bit more certified. Now we can go into a rabbit hole in terms of, you know, what rights there are in terms of section 75 and labor law and all of that. But from a very basic standpoint, it's really kind of two paths, but I think the work that we're doing will hopefully make that a little bit more clearly articulated on, on which path to go. So Jack, you fill in any holes that I, I may have missed there. No, no, you did a great job. So I think, you know, just to add that, you know, the percentage of certified, if you go back 20 years ago to now has just completely 180, you know, you're talking about perhaps within the 20 percentile range, Versus, you know, the majority of folks who either be SBA, which means they were before 2006, and then after 2006 is SDBL. But, you know, the certification is really more all-encompassing. The stuff that you learn as you go through any any course, any, any university, they will give you more facets of that role versus just a cookie-cutter examination. And that's why I think the trend, as John alluded to earlier, is how has been moving more so towards certified staff. So that's uh, going to add to that. But and the thing too with certified staff, it's it's a huge lift, as you know, Rose. I mean, there's a lot that has to go into it. I mean, you're getting essentially almost another degree with with your certification, and when you factor in the internship hours that just exacerbates the amount of time and dedication you need. So correct when 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 Learning schools after. are looking for a certified individual, they know that hopefully in theory that they're committed because they've put all this time into (laughs) getting educated. So yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, Rose, you know, firsthand, you just finished the the program recent, somewhat recently. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. That's, that's great. That's good information. Thank you. Yeah. Offhand, are you, are you a member of ASBO New York as well as a local chapter? So in my first semester at LIU Post, it was the first thing I did. I loved seeing my name in the book, saying Mm -hmm. that was a I was a member. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> now yeah, nice. I read the newsletters. I get the, the daily, I don't know, but yeah, I think it's almost daily information on that. Love mm-hmm. reading about it mm-hmm. uh, and just keeping abreast of the information. Incredible source. Yeah. And I, I learned a lot. I had done a research paper while in the program on foundation aid. And I remember reading something in ASBO specific to that, that I was able to nice. reference and really use that data. It's a good source. Awesome. 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 Well, yeah, if you can make a, a future conference as well, but it's, it's been great having you on. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Rose, we, we can't thank you enough. This is the kind of perspectives we're looking for because we, a lot of the times are talking to people who've been in the seat for five plus years and have the experience and have been in, in the job, but to hear it from your side of things and to know that, you know, there, there, it is, you know, somewhat of a struggle to get into the field, but once you're in, you're pretty much in, but, you know, we wish you the best of luck and I, I know you'll do well. You, you obviously have, I think, as you said, a great intern or a great uh, mentor rather, and a great experience. So if you choose to come back to public education, I'm sure our paths will cross and I, I wish you the best of luck. 
thank you so much. It was nice chatting with you both. Thanks again for tuning in for another week of SBO Perspectives. And thank you, especially to Rose today. Really nice perspective in terms of what her journey has been and kind of how she's navigated potentially becoming a school business official. We hope that she makes the transition over to public ed. But thank you again, Rose. That was, that was a great conversation. She rose on, I, you know, I've heard this before and I've seen folks, you know, go back and forth, you know, between corporate and private. And I mean, you know, think about it for us, right? And this kind of dovetails into our next gen community yeah. and how what we're trying to do to get that outreach out there. I think that the trends are changing and her time will come soon enough. And with that, you know, I should have probably mentioned to her, this is an author topic as we wrap up here. Today is the Nassau Suffolk cornhole tournament oh boy <laughs> it comes out there so you know what i might do like a sbop i'm going to call it spo perspective live in person as i go out there later you on. should get, get some live get some live yeah. live recording want to ask photos, get you, know, up on Twitter, you know the reason why i just mentioned yeah well if I, i'll ask a couple and just throw it up there but you know one of the things i remember is meeting folks that's the key and so yep the networking turn hopefully there'll be some out there maybe i'll just i'll ask them a question or two but yeah, but yeah. i think that that's big. so but we really do appreciate rose she was great and so for those out there hey it's that Spiel Perspectives we bring it to you every week. This is Dr. Jack Mitchell. Thanks, everyone. So this is SBOP. Jack Mitchell here. I am live at the Cornhole 4th Annual Nassau Suffolk. Live at Salt Shack. That's right, see the beach. And so I got some folks out here who want to talk about it. First, let's talk to Amy who is a, a former guest on the podcast. How are we doing there? I'm doing great. I'm ready to beat Jack today. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> She's ready to beat my team. Listen, by the end of this, I'm going to come back on and tell you how we've won and all the trophies and stuff that we acquired, but I just wanted you to hear. So are you looking forward to mingling with everybody? Absolutely. This is what it's all about. So networking, we actually did an episode today about internships, and I know you were doing an internship, and now how you broke in. So, it's awesome. So, all right. Hey, what's up? Oh, good to see you again. So, listen, I'm live here. I'm talking to Sammy. This is the infamous Sammy G right here. So, Sammy G, tell me, what are you looking forward to representing Suffolk today? Winning. Wow, he just said winning. That's it. Oh, we got another person out here. Listen, what's going on? You want to sign up right there? All right. Listen, he walked away, but he doesn't know. Nassau is questioning if my team is going to do it. All right. So tell me, Carl, what was it like? What was it like to win Suffolk County? It was nice to keep the title, man. We, uh, we fought hard. Competition was good. All right. But uh, we prevailed. You brought it home. All right, listen. You heard it here. This is Jack signing out. Nassau County, we lost again. We won the first year. And we wound up losing the past two years. So, next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm over now. 